0: <clears throat> okay. Autobots, transform.
1: <laughs> well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode four of Transformers
0: Cybertron. It is landmine. This episode was written by. Uh, Genki? Genki? Eh, Yoshimura. Uh, and the last time on Transformers Cybertron, a somewhat pointless fight with Megatron was bookended by the kids trying to teach the Autobots how to blend in. And in this episode, I, I'm assuming we're on Velocitron.
1: Yeah, I think that's where we're at, and two Transformers come across Megatron just standing in the middle of the tunnel they're in, and they wonder if he's friendly, and a Megatron immediately shoots at them, and, <laughs> nope, he's not friendly.
0: <laughs> and, okay... I get that Velocitron is the planet name, but it would have been a way better name for like, a, a, maybe a Decepticon who's a train, like a Maglev train that slowly speeds up. Yeah. Anyway, these two, uh, they like they transform and they. That's so, right, it's a brand new episode. It's a brand new toys. It's two new toys. It's two new Transformers. It's crumple zone and Ransack, and they're Decepticons. You're in a good mood, Herman. Don't forget the scotch. And the cigarettes. And the Adderall. And the expired creepy glue. And that time you were a chair. But most importantly... The, the bonus. bonus! Yeah, so these two... Uh, um, I, I think Megatron just punches them once. I don't even know. It's kind of like a... Uh, almost like a flash card comes up, but suddenly they're knocked back and they're like, oh, we're on your side. You're the boss. Yep, they work for him now. And now we go
1: to the Autobot base where Landmine is feeling useless for being useless while he's still recovering. (laughs) And Optimus tells him he'll be well enough soon enough. And then the kids show up. I think Bud said he wanted to bring him chicken soup. And Optimus thinks to himself as he leaves that this is good. Time with friends will help things. But I think it'd be funny if they just made that line up for the translation and in the original, he's thinking, oh, fuck, here are the kids. I'm out of (laughs) here.
0: Well, it really does have the vibes of he's like, oh, I don't have to stay anymore. This was uncomfortable. I'm leaving. So, yeah, he's gone. He goes back to the other Autobots and they're... (sighs) So they agree that what they should do is find the Cyber Keys, which they have done for the last three episodes. Yep, they're going to remind us again. Yeah. And uh, Vector Prime analyzes something called the Atlantis pattern. Now, dear listener... Starting this season of Defend of, Piss, Paul and I have, there's been some uh, time gaps between recording episodes. So there's some shit I don't remember. And I don't, I know Atlantis came up in the first episode, but is the Atlantis pattern a new thing?
1: Well, it was the logo that was on Lori's brother's shirt. Remember where she went home and changed her shirt and then came back and then they're like, oh my God, that logo.
0: But this is like a frequency he's looking at on a computer. I suppose, Because yeah. Bud, dis- oh, I don't know what it is. It doesn't <laughs> matter. It's going to get the Omega lock. And it, it, it makes as much sense as anything else, right? Yep. And while he's doing that, the rest of them will go look for Earth data about the location
1: of the Cyber Planet Keys, and the kids want to help. So Kobe goes scatter Scattershot, and Lori hops in Jetfire, and Bud goes with Joel.
0: And after their big launch sequence, we cut to Optimus just parked on a, like, it doesn't even look like a road. It's just a big slab of concrete, like a and he's walk. talking to two, obviously, Autobots in all-in-vehicle form. I don't know who these two are, and it seems that they're just two Autobots hanging out on Earth while Optimus and his gang are doing the whole CyberKey thing. Well, I think it's the
1: two that were out with Kobe the other day where he had them like, oh yeah, the radio controlled, and he had them up dancing on their backs. And... So what are they
0: doing? Just sitting in that parking lot still? <laughs> I guess so. Anyway, Optimus is like, okay, well, where's Hotshot? And they direct him to like a racetrack. Yep, and Hotshot's just doing
1: laps here, and Optimus shows up, and Hotshot transforms salute, looter, like, oh, Optimus, when... Did did you get here? I think he even says, uh, what are you doing here? But <laughs> Optimus is like, look, man, you can't just transform out in the open. Change
0: back. Which he does. But he wouldn't have done if Optimus hadn't showed up. And I'm sure we have mentioned it before. I'm sure you've mentioned it. But it's like I realized it again because I haven't watched this uh, show in a while. But it, it's Rad's voice has yeah. shot. I, I kind of like that.
1: Yeah, it, it suits him. It really does. It does. Back at the base, Kobe gets Landmine to test out his limbs. He's getting better for sure, but he's still not 100%. But he doesn't care. He has to get out and help his buddies. So now they're in a quarry. I said Kobe left with uh, Scattershot earlier, didn't I? Yeah, he's still at the base. But uh, suddenly now they're in a quarry, and Kobe tells uh, Landmine he needs to pick a disguise, and he passes over an excavator and decides to go with a front-end loader that looks nothing like a real one and could only possibly be him in vehicle mode
0: oh yeah yeah he picks the one vehicle that's shell exactly looks like all his yes. kibble
1: <laughs> he scans it and transforms and it is pretty cool looking it is but yeah
0: then uh he talks
1: and when he does the lights on his roof light up and it reminds me of a muppet <laughs>
0: It feels like there's a commercial break here, but I don't think it is because uh, then we go to Kobe and landmine driving through like a forest where that Kobe says, oh, my dad loves this forest. He says, not only is it the most beautiful place in the whole wide world, it's the most beautiful place in the universe. And come on, dude, a forest in Colorado is not the most beautiful place in the universe
1: well it reminded me of that scene in more than meets the eye part 2 where hound takes spike for a drive because landmine's like you know earth is a beautiful place hound said the same thing kobe asks him what was cybertron like hound back then told spike well it used to be nice before the war with the decepticons this time landmine after a pause just says Not right now, kiddo. Makes me too sad. He doesn't want to talk about it.
0: So then we cut to Starscream and Thundercracker flying around the Earth looking for a cyberski a la Armada and Minicons. It feels like this is like the Cyber Keys are the new Minicons. We have to, you know, catch them all. Um, And then we go to Bud in Jolt, and he's using Jolt's computer to find an Atlantis pattern in a museum in Mexico. So, okay. Here, this is kind of a blip episode, but this is the real problem I have with it. Is he's detecting something on this computer, so it's giving off some level of frequency. Just remember that for when they discover it.
1: I thought it'd be funny, though, if uh, what he detected actually is Laurie's brother's shirt and it's just sitting there in the lawn. <laughs> basket. But no, there's, there's something at a museum in Mexico. And Optimus tells you the other You know Mexico, Paul? Others...
0: The country so closely associated with Atlantis. <laughs> yes. It's in all their folklore.
1: And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, Optimus tells the others what Bud discovered and we're off to Mexico, I guess.
0: Yeah, so they all... There's some driving. Hey, I'm on the way. I'm going to, hey, Team Autobots, alright. And they get to this museum, and there's like the most blatant knockoff X Files music. Here it is playing now. It's <laughs> like, they, they were, you know, they were like, make it sound just enough like the X Files that we don't get sued. Here's 50 bucks.
1: Shut up. But uh, before they leave, as they leave the base rather, Starscream and Thundercracker watch them from a cliff, and Thundercracker thinks they're off to a party, and he just loves parties. But uh, at least all the flying Autobots get there first, at least that makes sense. Optimus says they need to do this all sneaky-beaky-like, but then Jetfire says, uh Everyone around should be asleep, and it's a crescent moon because they used full moon so much before they ran out of white paint, and that's all
0: they could do. And then Thundercracker and Starscream Attack, and we have a commercial break, and when we come back, we go back to that scene at the very beginning of the episode with Crumplezone and Ransack, like they're still talking to Megatron, and they effectively just again say, "All right, you're the boss. Yeah,
1: it's just repeating it all over again, and they're going to be his guides, and back on Earth, Thundercracker can use a cyber key now, I guess. Why not? It's just not a bot thing, like Power Linking was an John and he fires his thunder cannon at jet fire. And there's no projectile, but I'm um, thunder, I mean, it's just sound, right? But jet yeah. fire goes down. So, I, yeah, I guess it's just the force of
0: the sound that does it. Sure. The battles here seem, uh, and it's going to get worse where it's like every time a battle started, everybody starts, everybody just goes, cyber key. I want my cyber key. And then power up and power up and I'll power up in super mode, which Optimus does here. Um, He goes into uh, his super mode. He becomes super thing. Well, yeah. And he
1: even tells, uh, he tells somebody keep Thundercracker or Jetfire, uh, tells Jetfire, keep Thundercracker busy and away from the Omega lock. And I was like, why did you say that? Now they know the thing is here. You could have just told them any reason that you're here. Yeah.
0: Oh, also the music that plays when they do their like his super mode is called like a fierce battle super mode. I think it's it's pretty cool. It's this music. But um, so they square off, and then there's this weird cutaway where it seems that the Minicons are helping the kids escape from the planet. Or from the battle? Yep, yeah, but
1: very calmly, just walking away from it, and then Starscream uses a Cyber Key power,
0: which powers up the blades on his arm. And then we cut to this museum guard, just like waking up. He, I guess, he heard noise, but he looks at the TV, and there's a, a war battle scene in the TV, and he goes, "Oh, yeah, it's a show with a and tank." He goes or back to yeah. sleep. Completely unnecessary scene. I didn't think about humans in the. Uh, vicinity of this fight until they gave me that shot. But yeah, we go back to Optimus and um, he says to all the Autobots, Hey, you go find this artifact. Um, the Atlantis thingy, and I'm going to fight Starscream. Yep, get in there and find the Omega Lock. Did
1: I mention the Omega Lock is in there, Starscream? Because we are here for the Omega Lock, which is here in this building. Oh, yeah. It's but yes, yeah, Scattershot Lock. and Hotshot want to help Optimus, but he reminds them that the Omega Lock, which is in that building right over there, Starscream, you're getting all this down, it's more important and sends them with Vector Prime to cover
0: them. <laughs> and then Landmine shows up, charges in, has a pretty good transformation scene. Like, yeah. I really did like seeing the legs come out. It was, there was actually a brief moment where I thought, oh, it's going to twist. Oh, no, those are his legs. There was a slight surprise. Huzzah! Uh, But he shows up and he's like, all right, Starscream, you want to fight? And Optimus right away says, no, Landmine, you go help the others. And thus... We have Optimus's main flaw I've come to realize in this trilogy is that he never lifts his Autobots up. He never says, you got it, landmine. Stand beside me. I trust you in a fight. He always says, no, you don't put yourself in danger. Let me do it. He and they they never grow because of that.
1: Well, even Kobe tells him, landmine, you're not ready to take on Starscream again. And yeah, but he doesn't. proves he is stands down, he blasts Starscream, but it does absolutely nothing. And Starscream goes to blast landmine, but Optimus blocks the shot and he goes down. And I'm kind of wondering, is this going to be like animated where Decepticons are like much more powerful than Autobots?
0: It seems to be because it's... In every fight, it's usually one, maybe two Decepticons against... Like, the Autobots always outnumber them, but are always on the defensive. So it could be. Um, Starscream is pretty big in this, too. He's a lot bigger than Thundercracker.
1: Mm. Well, plus, I don't think he's taken an Earth form yet. When you see him flying, he does not look like an Earth... Aircraft.
0: No, I do kind of like that—that he's—he's arrogant enough. That he's like, I don't have to hide. Fuck you. Um, th- that said, though, Optimus does not look like any earthbound truck. But... No. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, where, where are we? Oh, they. Um, uh, oh, they—they they fight. Well, where, I'm
1: completely lost. Well, yeah. Optimus tells Landmine to retreat and guard the Omega Lock, which is right in that building over there, Starscream. And Landmine hates to disobey an order, but he's oh, going yeah, to yeah, anyway. This. He runs at Starscream, who blasts at him. But this is kind of cool. He uses the parts to form a shovel as a shield, and just. Just bashes Starscream on which at least knocks him back a bit, and. But
0: it's still, he's still on his feet. It's an okay fight. There's only a couple punches. But, like, Starscream flees at the end. So, you know what, uh, Optimus and Kobe? You were wrong. Landmine, he handled himself against Starscream, who just blasted Optimus's ass. But, yeah, he flies it off to get the Omega lock. And now Scattershot has a Cyber Key. Yep. and he summons that
1: and fires at Starscream. But Starscream just dodges it. And Landmine catches up. And he still wants another go at him. And then Thundercracker flies overhead, asking Starscream for help with Jet fire, because Jetfire's chasing him.
0: Yeah, everybody's kind of showing up to the museum. It's all, you know, they're, they're trying to build towards a climax in an mm, episode, but, um, oh, and then Landmine, he's got a cyber key, too. but yes, he, since he, he's the only one who hasn't yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, then, and as you do, he blows whirlwinds out of his yes, tires. He turns his wheels
1: into fans and just blows Thundercracker's missiles away.
0: Yeah, yeah, which saves the kids. Whatever. Um, so Vector Prime then just walks out of the museum, he's like, Oh, it was a fake. Yep, <laughs> out through a door that he couldn't possibly have fit through. You don't see him doing
1: <laughs> it, but the door is so much smaller behind him. It's a human sized yeah. door. And then Red Alert and Overhaul are here now. They transform, and Red Alert punches Starscream, who transforms and retreats because there's no point being here if there's no Omega Lock.
0: Now, if this thing is not an Omega Lock, but gave off the frequency that Bud picked up in uh, the, Jolt to go find the Atlantis pattern or whatever the term what, I, I do not understand the making quote signs here science of this but it, like it's at least an object of interest because it was giving off it's connected to whatever the heck Omega Lock thing you're looking for it's all dumb anyway uh, we go back to the base and uh, Kobe is shocked that Landmine didn't really care about Earth before he founded Earth or, or came here. Well,
1: yeah, because he said something, Landmine says something about how everyone thinks their home is beautiful and now he thinks he has to help save Earth because some of his best friends live here. It'd be funny if he was like, not
0: you, kid, the Autobots. <laughs> we live here now. <laughs> yeah, we're all stuck here. <laughs> I'm an anti-Humite. Uh, but then uh, Vector Prime says, hey, don't worry, in Mexico, you know, not all is lost in Mexico. I found a map that will get us to the, oh, the points us to Velocitron. Oh, no, he calls it the Speed Planet. And uh, where the, omega little key cyber planet key whatever thing is there yeah even though that omega lock
1: what you thought was the Omega lock was fake there's no reason to question whether the map is fake it's like but either way they know where they're going and they're gonna send hot shot and red alert and while they're there they need to keep it quiet and absolutely no contact with the locals why
0: doesn't matter. Um, so Vector Prime cuts a warp gate in the air with this cool sword thing. Optimus uses the Matrix to enlarge it. Hotshot and Scattershot jump or not Scattershot. Um uh, Red Alert jump through and uh, then they're they're all of a sudden they're just
1: driving on the roads. Yep, and last time you said it would be a good name for the planet and crash course and you were right because it's exactly that planet. <laughs> a waxing crescent moon yeah you thought i was just gonna leave it at that and i know what you're thinking there's nothing wrong with a waxing crescent moon at that position in the sky in the northern hemisphere and you're right what's wrong dear listener is the time of day that phase of the moon can only possibly occur when the sun sets before it does if you're listening to this episode the day it comes out november 16th 2023 look west ish just after sunset There you go. A very thin, waxing crescent moon very low on the horizon. Might be hard to see. If you miss it, try again tomorrow. It'll be more illuminated and higher in the sky. Failing that way 29 days, whole thing happens all over again. And you know why you can see it? Because you aren't in fucking bed yet. That's why, it's only seven o'clock. Admittedly, this is November, but even in the middle of June, it wouldn't be much later than quarter after 10. And sure, some people go to bed early, but why would they think everybody would be asleep already? Still plenty of things to do before bed. Finish the dishes, let the dog out, do your homework. All the good shows are on TV this time of day. The guy in the episode is even watching TV. Well, at least he was before he fell.
0: Here we are at the end of another episode of To Piss. The episode we reviewed was Landmine. Paul, what were the places you wouldn't avoid walking?
1: <laughs> um, I kind of like this one. It's It's, it's not bad. It's absolutely daft how they went to mexico as fast as they did like this could just as easily have been anywhere else but we kind of did that in fire on the mountain but i like how it kind of really they're really establishing rivalries here like thundercracker and jetfire starscream and now landmine i guess even though it was starscream and optimus but it's only episode four so it's kind of early days i really don't find these kids that annoying bud maybe a little but not nearly as bad as the kids in Armada.
0: No, I, yeah, I definitely agree there. But I don't even know that Bud's that annoying. He's kind of a like, awesome, that kid, but he's the youngest one. So, yeah, I'll give it to him. Uh, these kids aren't that bad. Uh, they also don't have that much screen time. I, I kind of like the globe-trotting ho- uh, element of the show that happens. I mean, think of um, Rise of the Beast when they, you know, went to Mexico. Think of how much it happens in the Bayverse. I, I, I don't mind that of like, hey, quick montage. Even in Indiana Jones, you do, you know, just a cutaway to a map with a red line and boop, we're in India. Well,
1: yeah, where well, it shows them actually doing it. But uh, this, it seems like they just left and got there later that evening,
0: right? <laughs> it could have been edited better, which is basically the tagline of this trilogy. I like that they... <laughs> (laughs) led into the next episode that this leads or flows right into episode five yeah but everything feels like a red herring like a Maltese falcon it's just like oh we need to find the map and there's the l or atlantis pattern and then there's the cyber keys but the cyber planet keys and the omega lock and i don't know what does anything because i know the cyber planet keys like recreate cybertron i think but also give you power i don't know what the like i don't know what anything does And I kind of don't care, to be honest. (laughs) Like, in the best way. I don't care because I'm just here to be entertained now. I'm not going to try to focus on some confused narrative. I'm just going to enjoy every episode for what it gives me. Episode by episode kind of thing. Episode by episode, yeah. If you want to listen to us review the next episode, uh, yeah, that was a bad, lazy lead-in, but uh, it's space. Um, You can contact this show through email. If you want to, transformersnitpickers at gmail.com. Yep, make sure you rate and
1: review us on your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know.
0: You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com, and until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later.
1: Reminds me of a Muppet.